Uh, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 to 17. Or 15, let's start reading from 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of Lord is. How many of you were busy this week? Raise your hands. Really busy? Good. So, we live in a world, whether you're Christian, non-Christian, whether you're a businessman, retired, whether you're mom or dad, or in what walk of your life, you're busy, Right? Not to mention, my six-year-old son was busy. The other day, he gets out of the car and he goes, Ooh, we had a very busy day. And I'm looking at him. This guy doesn't pay rent, doesn't have a job, doesn't do anything productive, and he was busy, right? And that's the, the day and age. You know, now being busy is like a great badge of honor, right? You know, we... We take it as a pride and we are always busy. Let's look at what Apostle Paul is exhorting us about time. In the verse 15, you know, the first part, it says, look carefully then. Whenever you use the word then, therefore, so, it's always a good idea to go back and see how we arrived in that context, right? So the, the, the chapter 5, it starts with, you know, therefore being imitators, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and so on. So uh, Apostle Paul is exhorting the church uh, and then he goes on to talking about fornication, the idol, uh, uh, you know, idolatry, um, idolatry, and, uh, you know, the foolish talking, and there's a few other things that he goes on talking about, exhorting church on holy living, uh, giving them standards of uh, what will make them stand out from uh, the life of a, a Gentile, right? Somebody who doesn't know God. And he's talking about all that, and then he comes to verse 15, he says, look Carefully then, how you walk. It, it, it shows the gravity. He's like, okay, I mentioned all these things. Now pay closer attention here one more time. Be careful how you walk. He's not talking about where you walk. He's talking about how you walk. And then he talks about how the walking is. Do not be unwise. Do not be a fool. Do not be, let it not be foolish, but be smart. Be wise. And then he drops in the main point here. Making the best use of time. And he also gives the reason why. Because the days are evil. What is time? From a biblical perspective, what I understand, it's my personal opinion, when I look at time, the way I look at it is, it is an opportunity. Time is nothing but 
an opportunity. Some people have a very short window of that opportunity. You know, that's the life that is allotted on earth for them. For some, it is like, you know, when they are very young, as a children, they die. Some people in their peak, you know, teen ages or in their peak youth, or some people die in their old age. And they all are given a time, limited time on earth, which is an opportunity. Why do I say it is an opportunity? Why do I say time is limited? Because the concept of time doesn't exist in eternity. We are not going to count. Okay, you know what? We're going to worship God for next one and a half hours. It doesn't exist in eternity. If you are in heaven, that concept is not there. It's forever. It's never ending. The brain cannot sometimes comprehend what eternity is. Compared to that, the time on earth is nothing. It's a fraction of seconds. And that limited time is an opportunity. And what is that opportunity for? And then Paul continues saying, Therefore do not be foolish, he reiterates that, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It is an opportunity to do God's will. You know, pastor has been preaching lately on, you know, the different types of gospels, you know, the prosperity gospel and, you know, so many other things that's out there. If you notice that, a lot of things revolves around you, you know. God is going to bless you. God is going to heal you. God is going to do this for you. God is, it's all about you. But what I understand from the word of God is like, Everything revolves around God. God is the center point, right? You know, the, the dear brother Tim sang that song today. It was a beautiful song. Though you slay me, yet I will praise your name. In this short period of time that we have allotted on this earth, we are given an opportunity to do God's will. And in that will, so understand, we are a part of God's master plan. The way I look at it is God has a master plan for eternity. And this is where he chose each one of us to do his will on earth. And what you do here matters for the eternity. And pastor has been preaching on uh, from the book of Acts. And one of them he's been reiterating is like sharing the gospel, spreading the love of Christ to others. That is one of your opportunities. And all these gospels says, you know, you are the center point. But what Bible says is God is sovereign and he is the center point. And all our lives is a smaller part of his bigger plan. And in that, he might choose to give us. For some, it could be a comfortable life. For some, it could be, you know, he can call us to do many things. For some, it's to suffer for his glory. 
But in all this, are you able to say what the song sung? No matter what, I will bless his name. So going back, Paul is saying, making best use of time, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. You know, this look carefully then, it's talking about our intentional walk. Are we mindful of our choices that we do every, every day? Are we living with a sense of purpose? Or is it get up early in the morning, drag yourself, have a cup of coffee, get the kids ready, send them to school, go to work, come back, and you do this over and over and over and over again that you forget why you are here in the first place, why God called you, what God wants you to do. When was the last time you sat down, took some time out to just to think where you are in life? To examine ourselves, are we being productive for God and for His glory? Or are we just living our life? Paul is very much emphasizing the importance of discerning God's will. To understand God's will, you require prayer, studying the scriptures, and seeking the guidance of Holy Spirit. It is an ongoing process. It is a process of aligning your heart with God's heart. And when you align yourself with God's heart, you will have that sense of purpose of why you are on earth. And everything you do in your life, every minute you utilize this, you will seek God's will in your life. In the summer, we did VBS. I don't know how many of you remember that. Uh, it was a great time. And um, uh, the, both the directors of VBS was here. I walked in on them, and they volunteered me to do the games. So I did not volunteer, but they were like, you're going to do it, uh, which I was honored, and I took up on the challenge. You know, I said, yeah, it's playing games. You know, what could go wrong? And uh, does anybody remember the theme out of, out of this world, right? That was the theme, right? <laughs> we survived some of the space jokes. Um, so in that the game, you know, they gave me a book. I have to go through it, you know, the theme of the VBS and how we're going to come up with the game and, you know, the message. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way to tie in the message that we did. So what I did is I first day I go, you know, come up with this genius game that has a message and everything. It was an utter disaster, the kids were like, why are we here? Can we just go back? Probably that was more fun, right? So I had to step, take a step back and I'm like, how can I waste 20 minutes of these kids' life? And I came up with this brilliant idea. So I went to Walmart that night, bought a bubble machine and a bunch of cups. And this is what we did. Can we put up the video? 
So what we did is, I gave the cups to the kids and said, we're going to blow the bubbles. And you have to catch as much as bubble as possible. Whoever gets the most wins. And guess what happened? Every time the bubble comes and touches the cup, it burst. And I wasted 20 minutes of their life <laughs> successfully. They were happy doing it. I didn't see anybody complain. They were so excited going after the bubbles. and It was a win-win situation, right? But I learned a very important lesson in that. Certain things we do with our time, chasing the things of the world, is like the bubble. We thought we achieved it. The moment we thought it's achieved, it's burst. And you have nothing. And then you go out and try to chase another bubble. Let's turn our script uh, bible to first corinthians chapter 10 verse 23 it, it says all things are lawful but not all things are helpful all things are lawful but not all things built up again apostle paul is writing this letter to the corinth church in corinth and the, 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 the whole verse has a lot of context to it. You know, um, you know, first century believers, they had their own problems, right? Uh, you know, they were preaching the message of the cross and there are people who's like, oh, you know, we need to be circumcised. We need to have this. We need to have that. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things happening and Apostle is ex, uh, Paul is exhorting and then he comes to the point and he's talking about the freedom in Christ. And there he says, you know, the NIV goes like this. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have right to do anything, but not everything is constructive, right? I, it amazes me how Paul wrote that verse for a specific church in Corinth. It's so valid throughout the time. It's so applicable to us today. You know, there's so many things we do with our time. There's so many things that we do that is permissible. It is, it's permitted. It's not a sin. But it's really not a beneficial thing to do. I don't know how many of you are like movie fans, right? We, I, I love Marvel movies, right? There are TV series, people are like waiting for the next season to come, right? They're so passionate about it, right? The sports, some people's voice when watching sports is louder than the whole church combined worshiping God sometimes, right? I've seen people scream and I'm like, I wish I had that kind of passion. If they had half that passion for God, probably you know, we would have done a lot better, you know. So this is all, there's no sin. There's no sin in going, playing, you know, watching a game or playing a game or these things. But the question is, are we intentional with our time wherein we are also seeking God's will? Think from this perspective, right? If, if sports is your hobby, right, are we wasting your time just 
in there? Or are you intentional in learning and trying to see, God, I love this game. How can I use this passion and this liking towards this game for your glory? Did anyone ever look, seek God on that? God can work in many ways, right? What if your colleagues, your people that you work with who is similar passion for the sports, you have a way to connect with them, to give them the gospel. Have you ever thought about that? So that is where I'm going back. Do not be foolish, but understand what the God's will is. You know, we go into this routine of doing same thing over and over again. That we lose sight of God what's, wants, uh, what God wants you to do. For example, children. Sometimes you get so busy with them, you know, their piano class, their sports, and their all the extracurricular activity, picking them up, dropping them, and so on. It's a good thing. You're supposed to do it. As a parent, you're supposed to invest them in them. But the question is, how do you do it? If you're not intentional about your walk with God, your kids are seeing the same thing. And then they get busy. They are busy doing their homework. They're doing busy with their practice. But they don't, when they don't see you seeking God's will, they never learn it. And then we, we are doing the same thing. You know, we are doing a lot of things that is not a sin, but it's not building you up. And that goes with every aspect of our life. The jobs we do. You know, sometimes, you know, people, you know, so much into jobs, like 24-7 working. Or, you know, people who own businesses, they have to be there all the time. These are like everyday thing I'm talking about. And if we are not intentional with our walk, we will be unwise to waste our time. Waste that one opportunity God has given you. That one opportunity to do, do His will. And what, what it saddens to tell you this, most of the time that takes us away from godly things, focusing on godly things is the very thing that God gave us. I gave this example before. What if Timmy, my son, I love him so much, I want everything best for him and I have a plan for his life, right? I want him to grow up, I want him to do certain things, right? Something that is good for him. So with love, you know, as a Christmas present, I bring him this nice toy. And every time he's playing with that toy, Gets up in the morning, he's playing with the toy. It's dinner time, not now, mama, I'm going to play with this time. I'm saying, hey, let's go out, let's do something. And he's playing with that toy. How would, as a father, I will feel? The very same thing that I wanted him to have as a blessing have now become the biggest distraction of his life. And that's what we do. God gives us children, which is a beautiful thing. God gives us a spouse. God gives us a job. 
our businesses. God gives us all this beautiful, our house. But if that becomes a distraction, you know, there is no sin in buying a boat, right? A boat is a nice thing, right? You can hang out, summer is fun, right? But the moment you start skipping Sunday morning because the serviceman is coming on Sunday morning to fix that boat, we have a problem. Then the same blessing that God gave you to enjoy and to seek His will has now become the very distraction of your life. Now my question to you is, when God takes away those blessings, will you be able to sing, though you slay me, yet I will praise your name? Can you sing that? Sometimes not. Because by then we lost the sight of what we are here for. Then we become bitter and we become, you know, we have hatred towards God. We are like, why God let this happen in my life? And we are not able to see what glory, how my situation is going to glorify God. You know, the enemy's biggest tactics, you know, Satan loves comfortable Christians. He loves a Christian who is in a routine, who does the same thing over and over and over and over again and not seeking the God's will. In fact, he wants, he, he tries his best to keep you comfortable, right? Because you're not a danger to him. It's like, you know, the soccer game, I don't know most, you know, how the football works. But in soccer, if a weaker team is playing with a very strong team, the only way they can win is this, this way. They're waiting for the other team to make a mistake. And when they make that mistake and they secure a goal, that their status is not to go and try to score another goal. Their job their strategy is to waste the time. Because if we get to that, if your time is up, they win the game. And that is how sometimes enemy try to do the strategy, right? As a Christian, we saved, we came to faith, we had that passion, we had everything, and then we got into this motion of doing everything over and over and over again. That we are comfortable in our ways. We are not seeking God's will every day. Now all we have to do is waste our time. You know, there's worldly sayings, right? You do not regret, when you grow old, you do not regret what what you did. It's what you didn't do that you're going to regret about, right? You know, the same thing applies in Christian life too. When you're in 60s and when you dig deeper into the word of God and you see how to live a life that is fully, you know, with the fullness of God. You're like, I wish I learned this when I was in my 20s. Then I would have done much more things for God. But it's never too late. Whether you're 6 years old or you're 60 years old. 
the moment you come to that realization, God can use any amount of time that is allotted to you. If you take that as an opportunity, God will use you. The key is seeking His will for your life. As Psalms 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. This should be our daily prayer. This should be our daily prayer. God, teach me to number my days. And when you know that your time is limited on earth and you're conscious about your time, you will be wise. And when you're wise, you will be careful how you walk. And you will see God's will. You know, when I was young, I read this article. And in that, they gave, um, uh, you know, a full form of uh, busy. B-U-S-Y means being under Satan's yoke. I felt it funny, but it's so true. Like, if you manage your time wisely, you will have time to do what God wants you to do. Otherwise, you're just being under Satan's yoke. So next time I call, I might ask you, hey, are you busy? Be careful how you answer that. <laughs> right? So Apostle Paul, he exhorted, I want to go back to that verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. As walk, uh, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The most of the time, we waste time and we are not intentional as walkers. We tend to forget who God is and what he has done for us. If you're constantly reminded of it, the way you live your life will be very different. God has given two ordinances for the New Testament church. That is, that is an act, that is a physical nature of doing something. Rest, everything is faith-based, but there's two ordinances that one is baptism and holy communion. Baptism you do once in your life. But Holy Communion, it is a remembrance. It is to remind you of what God did for you. And that is why we do it. We try to do it to tell you what God did so we don't get into that habit of wasting our time. Who God is? Do you take time? When you pray, do you think of who God is? for a second or is it going to be a quick checklist God I need this I need that I need that and thank you for this person you know can you heal this person and is that your prayer or you take a moment to reflect on who God is sometimes when I sit in prayer and try to think who God is it's never ending it's just so much things how great God is Please understand, this is the God who created by just saying, let there be. 
and everything that you see around was just formed. How many times you drive by and you just don't notice the amount of species of trees that is in those woods? I read it somewhere. Till today, only 2% to 3%, less than 3% of ocean is explored by scientists. There's like 97% of ocean that nobody knows about. And same goes with, we still are discovering new species of animals. And understand, science have gone far away. We have artificial intelligence, machine learning. We have all this cool tech and everything. But we still are so behind in understanding what God created by saying, let there be. And that is the God we serve. And that God gave us that one opportunity to serve Him, to seek Him, to do His will. And we get into this, you know, same thing over and over again, doing every day. And that God who is so great in His mercy, who is so great in His power, He decided when we send, He chose instead. He could have done, made things differently. But instead of that, He chose to love us. And He loved us to a point. He Himself, He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross. I don't know how many of you, when taking Holy Communion, understand the gravity of what you're doing. Do you take a moment to reflect? When you say, do this in remembrance of me, there was no other way. There was no other way for us to be redeemed. The only fragrant offering and that sacrifice was to send his own son to die on the cross to take away the sin, the entire sin of the world. And what he bore, he came down so that the flesh and blood, we understand the pain that he went through on that cross. Every drop of his blood was shed for our sins. He carried that cross. He was mocked. He suffered through all. Being a God. He became a man. And he walked that path. And that is what in front of us today. When we take this Holy Communion. Our, let's think of that cross. And examine ourselves, God, are we walking according to your will? Are we using our time wisely? Or are we so busy with just everyday thing that is not constructive, but that is not adding value? 